<laughs> so welcome to episode 9 of the Dokhang Gamer. So, like I mentioned last week, this is going to be a pretty um, momentous, pretty landmark um, episode for the podcast because I have two of my friends here finally. Um, after two months, three months of actually talking about it, I finally got some people together and we have together with me Luke. Hey! And... Imaginary friend. <laughs> Imaginary friend. Alright, so, so this week we're going to mix it up a little bit. Uh, we won't really be talking about... We're not going to have a highest score segment or a game over segment, nor a satin box. But we do want to talk about the Christmas season and well, the coming new year. So just to um, sort of mix it up a little bit, we just want to talk about the games we want to buy this Christmas. So if we just had one game we wanted to buy this Christmas, what would it be? And of course that would be exclusive of the games you already have currently, of course. So oh, there you go. Um, we're not allowed to... <laughs> no, you, 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 you can't say something you already have, or have already played. You have, to, you have to say something new, completely new. Which is... But it should exist now. It should exist. <laughs> of course it should exist. <laughs> so, you know, at the current shelves of stores, what game would you buy, and why would you buy it? Okay. And maybe the other two could basically say whether or not that's a good decision. So you want to start off, Luke, since you're the one starry-eyed and thinking? Hmm. Well, the only game that I can think of is a PC game. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of uh, <laughs> Medieval 2 Total War. Because I'm into the whole okay. strategy. Right, right. Epic Civilization uh, for turn-based. Turn yeah, turn-based game. I've always heard about this game, but uh, what's so special about it? Is it the Sega game? It is a Sega game, right? Or, yeah, no. Sega! Sega, right? I don't know how Sega got involved into... What's the name of the... the Rome? Yeah, yeah, the Rome, 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 Somehow Sega is with them now, and so I was surprised about that. But yeah, it's the, the sequel to Rome Total War. But it's actually the sequel to the original Medieval Total War. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. Medieval 2 Total War. So how different is it from games like Civ or something? I don't understand, really. I've never played this oh, game. I've never played this game. So, so it's explain. like a combination of real-time. Uh-huh. Like, uh, what's a nice real-time? Not like, Starcraft. Like, RTS. RTS. Yeah. yeah. But not like Starcraft. Uh, Warcraft. It's a war, war game. So we have that. Age of Empires. How <laughs> about that? Yeah, Age of Empires seems more fitting a little bit. Anyway, so you have your Civilization 4 type campaign mm. setting. And then when you fight other players or the computer, it goes into real time combat. So it's like the best of both worlds. Oh, okay. So that's why I like Rome. And that's why I want to play Medieval Total 2. Total so is it. <laughs> Yes, you have to have the two because you can't say completely different. You can't say medieval total war two. They said it's medieval two total, total war. Okay, okay. Is that, yeah, which makes sense. Which makes sense. No, because uh, it kind of reminds me now of Civilization Revolution. Is that right? The it's Civ four for the consoles, which is a little ah, bit more arcadey. It's a little bit more fast paced or something. Mm. Have you guys heard of this? Because right now it kind of strikes me as that sort of. It, it's like it's Civ, but for not too hardcore, not too. Yeah, I, I, 
I don't know. Not too it's not slow. Well, snail pace. The total war games aren't as micromanaged as okay. every war. facet of the civilization. It's really right. about war. Yeah, it's really about war. Because I remember. <laughs> that's why. That's why. So. Because I remember <laughs> you're the one who played Sim Three, taking like uh, a few Sim hours 3. just for one turn. Yeah. Right. It takes me a month maybe to get. <laughs> It's like chess by meal. <laughs> yeah, so Luke here is an old Civ 3 fan back in high school, right? Civ 1, Civ 2, Civ 3, Civ everything. Every no, because I remember we were in high school and it was Civ 3. Yeah, Everybody Civ just played Civ 3. I was the one who lost yeah. his Civ 2. <laughs> I had it and then I lent it to somebody else. Oh, that's well, right. And I got lost. Anyway, once you have Civ 3, you don't need to go back to Civ 2. Really? <laughs> Because apparently Civ 3 is still the gold standard of civilizations from what I hear because Civ 4 is yeah, more of the same yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. right? It's just better graphics. So, so, so you've played Civ 4 and you think yeah, Total War is, is going to be better? Or just... No, just different. Mm. So why this, seriously? Because I, I don't really get it. Because you have to convince us so why why buy this game over yeah, every, you guys like, everything else. But you guys don't like... No, civilization. No. I know. You I, do? I do. I, I played it, but then I don't play it like you with taking months to finish. I finish it in one day, in one sitting. I don't yeah. understand that. <laughs> no, because, right, if you can do it, then there must be something wrong with it, right? Because, no, 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 not something wrong, but more of. I know if you can, it's an option to play. If you can finish it in one sitting, uh, which I have done. Oh, so you, 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 you pick the. Quickest setting, the smallest world, and yeah, pretty game. much, yeah. I no mean, barbarians. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's why. Okay. No, because I, I mean, it's just a different way of enjoying the game, right? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. again, how different is that? Is medieval two with a lot from that experience, right? And convince the convince the listeners to actually buy this game because it's pretty much obscure, well, okay. right? So, assuming you 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 like Civ, okay. So they added. Thing with the Total War series is the whole real time. War. <laughs> well, yeah, the war is actually war. You, you can have thousands of people in there, and it's an actual battle. It's not just two icons what about, okay. hitting each other on the battlefield, and then someone dies. And this is actually you have units, you have cannons, you have. Bows and arrows in this case, yeah, you also have, you have knights and everything, you have basically everything, the total, wrong total war too, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong total war, <laughs> they actually use the engine in a Discovery Channel oh, really? series of documentary, uh, I actually have it at home, a 13 episode series called, I think it's called, total Decisive war. Battle. Decisive <laughs> Battle, okay. Basically, they use the total war engine. To recreate all this Battle of Thermopylae, uh-huh. uh, mm. Julius Caesar's battles, they use it because it's so realistic. Oh yeah! So that's why I like the Total War series. So that's the appeal, basically. Yeah, the battle scenes. The battles, yeah, the the campaign is just like oh, sim. Okay, that's the way I see it. But then once you get two armies together to fight, that's where. So an army is basically composed of non just infantry. It's not like Civ, where it's just a tank and then um, spearmen, yeah. a bunch of spearmen. It's really a combination. But it's of still turn-based. The combat. The, turn-based. No, the, the combat is time. real time. Mm. It's just slow, so that you like real slow time. So no, 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 no slow time. <laughs> it's just people instead of just like 
in uh, Starcraft where right. people are flying all over the place. And it's this one, people are marching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> marching. It may take 15 minutes for them to actually start hitting each other. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But you can fast forward. So is it something like Civ? Because I imagine Civ, then when you guys confront each other, then it turns into this real-time strategy game. Yeah. Is, it, is that how it is? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I see. So, see, Jinka says it's all that. Okay, interesting, okay. interesting. But this is not a new game. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the thing is, it's a game you don't have. And it's existing right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's I, I, it should be like a few months old already, right? Yeah, that right? Yeah. That came out 2008. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I did. Mm-hmm. I think I think so too. Okay, cool. And I know they have maybe battles too. No, right? no, they don't. That's for ah, that's a, the upcoming one. Yeah, uh, uh, and that is Empire Total War. Empire Total Napoleonic War. Napoleonic era. Europe. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's confusing. Because <laughs> there's Rome, and there's medieval, and then anything else? Any parting words to the listeners? Why you should buy this over if, if other you, things? Oh, uh, well, not really. It's just a <laughs> personal preference. If, huh? if you're not using your copy of the game, you might want to send it. Send it over my. <laughs> What's your address? <laughs> like, uh, put it in the comments of the. <laughs> <laughs> email me there there you go okay um, okay imaginary friend how are you so what game for this Christmas and why actually before I talk about my game just, okay. just made me think that are there any um, must buy or popular PC games this Christmas mm. like most of the marketing and more looks like oh no, that's not coming out for PC it's, it's not and more I think they did, well, they're delaying it at least because of all the piracy on oh really PC. I actually didn't know that yeah that's for so, the PC yeah the only game I can think of is Spore that's that's even that arguable might, to me that might be on the Christmas wish list of right. people oh it's interestingly Christmas. enough it's been voted ah well not voted it's actually the most pirated game of 2008 really Spore <laughs> yeah. came out on Torrent Freak Wow. <laughs> oh, is that a good sign? Because I, I, I do have a friend, a former office mate, who downloaded it and trashed it right away because he didn't like it yeah. at all. Well, that's what happened with me. But <laughs> I guess I'm not the general. <laughs> right. Because I, I, I bought it. I bought Spore. And, you know, it's I, I like it. I like it. I've, I've reached a space stage. Well, I forgot what you call it. But, you know, it's just there. Just sitting there. I like the whole build your own creature thing, but uh-huh. I just wanted to move on to other games because there's just so much more out there. But I don't know. So it's arguable to me if Spore is that Christmas uh, PC game. Far Cry? Every... Far Cry is interesting. Cry. Well, actually, you know what? Now that you mentioned Far Cry, I think Fallout 3 might be a very good oh. uh, PC Christmas game. came out on PC. Yeah. I think Left for Dead. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Content yeah. for PC. I think that's what I heard. They might be releasing content sooner for the PC over the Xbox because you have added layers with the Xbox approval mm-hmm. things so, to so get. They're the actually PC doing the opposite of Endwar. They're releasing their PC version first. I don't know. It's just that 
the PC version is sure to get the additional content sooner mm. compared okay. to the console. No, because I think Valve's always been like that, right? They're more PC-centric. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although it's strange because um, I've been looking for the orange box in the Philippines for the past few months. Okay. And I asked the, the sales lady finally because I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it anywhere. And they said they discontinued it because there were problems oh. with the PC version. I don't know how true that is. I've never heard of this and the sites or anything, but... Apparently that's the case. So I actually don't know. So it confused me because I know that Valve is very PC centric mm-hmm. with Steam and everything being. Can you buy it through Steam here in the Philippines? Well, th- that's a problem. That's my problem at least because I don't have a credit card or any means uh, to actually get this. Right, that's one of the, my problems. Long, you know. But theoretically, you could. Yes, I think I think so. Yeah. Uh, have you guys ever tried Steam no, in the Philippines? No. Well, I use Linux, so. Oh yeah, but <laughs> it works. I think it works. It should it should it's work? Steam version. Yeah, through wine. Try it. So yeah, I mean, definitely for me, if you wanted something a little bit more, uh, a little change of taste, Left for Dead might be the yeah. PC yeah. game for Christmas, and if you want more bang for your buck, I think Fallout Three is. A good choice. I mean, I haven't bought these games because I'm poor right now, but you know, I've heard good things from from both of them. So, any anything else? Actually, this year, I mean, I didn't really get back into video games until I bought an Xbox 360 around this time last year. Okay. Before that, I wasn't able to keep up with the. The, the latter generation PlayStation 2 games like I only played God of War once at a friend's house and then before that the games I played were Final Fantasy series Six. Games. <laughs> and then so just looking from back from my experience of last year's gaming rush around Christmas time and then checking out how much the games that were popular back then are now. Like, you mentioned Orange Box. Like, last year, it was already a bargain for, like, 60 bucks for those games all packaged together. And then I think this year, if you wanted to get the same game, I think you could get it for less than half the price. So it just kind of um, justifies for me not buying a game this season because the only reason you'd buy a game now is if you wanted to be up to date on what people are talking about or you're the kind of guy who hates reading spoilers but you want to participate in the discussions but I'm just thinking that next year around this time maybe that's when I'll really be picking up like Fallout or Left 4 Dead and then I don't think I'm going to lose out that much because I'm not really that immersed in the gaming community or the multiplayer aspect. But that being said, the premise of um, getting a game for free on my wish list, I think the game that I'm most interested in this year is Gears 3. I think, three? Yeah. Uh, three? Two, two, Gears 2. <laughs> I, like, Whoa. I mixed up Fallout and oh, Gears. Right, right. Um, because... I I do a lot of uh, like the Dukam gamer. I do a lot of vicarious gaming. Right. <laughs> and based on the reviews I've seen, um, most of the games, while they're good, 
come with some caveats like fallout they say it's not for everybody and then spore some people like it some people don't and what are the other games that were popular uh prince of persia mirror's edge like some people but gears seems to be like the fan favorite like the only reason you wouldn't like Gears is if you didn't like the first one. And I think the other reason is the Dukang Gamers reason, which is he played the first one and right. he doesn't see like what the new one will add. Right. But that, but that's maybe because you're not as much a fan of the franchise. Right. And I think for franchise fans, a lot of them are saying that this one's perfect and if you're gonna play the game for the first time this actually uh, might be a better entry point because it fixed a lot of the flaws of the right. first one I think the only solid criticism was the Unreal Engine it had some texture issues right. but uh, it really appeals to me because it's gotten a lot of coverage in even the mainstream media and they were talking about the design and I think Cliffy B, mm-hmm. who doesn't want to be called Cliffy <laughs> Cliff B <Belinsky>. anymore, <laughs> is is sort of nearing the Miyamoto right. status with his design. I think from what I've read on his stuff and what he does for the game, it's like he's a super intuitive QA tester almost. Okay. Like okay. he tweaks things that aren't really... really that aren't really objective but have an effect on the overall feel of the game such that even um, journalists or people who don't play games mm-hmm. when they see the production I mean it's not that it's an easy game to pick up I think they still play through the game with someone like a dev or somebody from the game company who yeah. takes them through it but the experience everyone's raving about it uh-huh. and the production and it seems to have pushed the genre further compared to another game that came out around the same time, Resistance. So I'm not really a big shooter guy, but I think it also appears that it's behind the person versus like the more nauseating first person right. style. I agree with that. <laughs> so I think if I really had to get a game now, this right. season, it would be that game. Right. And then, But in reality, I think if I were buying a game, I might pick up the first one for a half price and then next right. year right. pick this one up. Oh, you've never up. played Gears, right? No, I right. haven't. I haven't. And then pick the next one up <laughs> next year from the bargain. Because <laughs> I'm not a big multiplayer right. guy. So, so the campaign my, would be enough yeah, for you, that's, right? that's my game for but this Speaking year. of console gaming, what's, what's a Christmas game for the Wii? Because that's the only thing I have. I have a Wii and the PC. And so far, yeah. I've been, yeah. almost the whole year, I've been starved for games. <laughs> right, right. I thought was a great innovation would be in the Wii with Wii its whole... Yeah. Wii music. Well, Wii music came out. It's a, yeah. it's a pretty big hit in Japan. But yeah, again, it's, it's <laughs> it depends on your, your palate, really. Well, I think this year, the last uh, great Wii game right. that I heard that's so old, dude. <laughs> what came up was uh, Indiana Jones Lego and the Batman Lego. Like, for some reason, they're getting good reviews. I don't know if Lego? it's because 
people have low expectations <laughs> of a franchise game, but I think a lot of people like it because they identify with the original material, like Indiana Jones, Star Wars, mm-hmm. and then they also identify with Lego, and then the control mechanics are simple enough for casual gamers to pick up, which is the Wii market. Right. So I think that would be like, if I were getting a Wii game as a gift for someone... It would be the Lego. I think if he's a gamer, it would be the Lego. And then if he's a non-gamer who picked up the Wii for like Wii Sports, then probably the gift that you you, you need to look at is the Wii Fit, actually. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Actually, for me, yeah, that's the board. Yeah, with the board. That For me, actually, I would agree with the imaginary friend that... Yeah, it seems the biggest, the best deal this year would be Wii Fit. Because the other games like Lego, and Lego has always been... But he has a point there. Like, last year, I got Mario Galaxy for Christmas, and right. that's definitely a great game. I don't know why they didn't have a late-year release that would carry the 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 platform. Mm-hmm. I don't know why... Yeah. Maybe they were hoping the music would be that game. But yeah, they actually did release something quite recently, which supposedly is a big deal. Um, um, brother? Animal, Animal Crossing. Uh, oh, yeah. For a lot of people, that's a big deal. But then for, I guess, us, yeah. like, who cares? Seriously, because I've never but played I'm Animal Crossing. I'm not sure about that, because like, Animal Crossing, isn't that... Didn't that start as a hit on the, the DS? Yes. Right. Yeah. And... It's uh, it looks like it's popular among like women who uh-huh. don't play other types of games. Like mm-hmm. I personally know a few female friends like who anime. play Animal Crossing on the DS. But I think isn't that isn't that a better fit for the casual gamer on the DS versus on the Wii? Because like mm-hmm. these people like to play casual on games go, right. on situations where they just want to kill time like they're waiting at the train station or like they're going between places or waiting at some place whereas like the Wii you really have to sit down at home and then go through the game right. and I think it's basically the same game like a lot of I've heard uh, a couple of reviews saying that it doesn't really add a lot for you to make the jump from the DS right. version to the Wii right. version so I don't know if it's really that satisfying a game to have if you're already a fan of the... Right, agree. Um, the handheld version. Well, it was called Wild World, right? I think the DS version was called Wild World. And yeah, everybody's been saying that it's basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing, but I don't know. So... I got uh, Lego. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about, I mean, Animal Crossing itself? Is that the Nintendo title for Christmas? I mean, it's the only thing coming out. It's the only thing I know of, at least. It's I guess weird. for some, but not exactly for... I guess it would be interesting to look at the like how the numbers do yeah. now, like after the Christmas season. Like if it helps Nintendo, that what they're doing now is they're not actually focusing on the hardcore mm-hmm. fanboys who are complaining. Like when are they gonna get the next hardcore right. title? Like after right. Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, right. which really didn't satisfy the hardcore people. Yes, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Like if they're gonna come Mario out. With, like, the next Icarus or, or something. I was actually hoping for this year the Force Unleashed uh, would, would be, like, something grub. Because, you know, with the Wii Mote and right. the lightsabers, like, you can just imagine. But I don't think it really came out so... 
Like, wow. Because it was a bad game to begin with. Supposedly. I mean, sorry. It's not really a, boys, a right? bad game. I, I played the demo mm. for the PS3 and it was clunky. It was oh, broken. and that was the PS3 when it was really... <laughs> yeah. For those supposedly. Times. It was broken. But then again, a former office mate has the Wii version and she enjoyed it quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's one of the... I think that's in the top 10 best selling games for the year. For really? For the, the Wii version. The no, Wii no, no. Oh, it's a total. Yeah, no. I think maybe because of the hype, like it's yeah. one of the most downloaded demos, right? Maybe right. a lot of people bought and it. Because also, on the probably it was released on all, all yeah. systems at the same time. Yeah, so. I don't know. But it seems to me like that game like, had a great idea, but didn't execute I, I like the story though. Well, I, I, I saw the yeah. whole 60 minutes of the story is brilliant on, on YouTube <laughs> basically <laughs> they, they piece it together all the cutscenes you piece it together it makes a nice story I have the copy yeah supposedly the story is better than the, for, the, for yeah, three, the yeah. first three movies right episodes yeah. one yeah even if you don't have the game and you just buy the comic mm-hmm. they came up with a Porcelain comic book. The story is nice. Right. I, I don't know if I'm correct, but it's just disappointing that is LucasArts gonna shut down. The whole oh, thing. really? I think they got pretty. You mean because of they the got nerfed? Nerf? No, no, no. I mean the economy is not doing that well, so uh-huh. I don't know if they're. Uh, downsizing the team or getting uh, out of the game. I heard games, somewhere so. something about Skywalker Ranch is like close. Seriously? I, I don't know. <laughs> is, this, is that because of the, you know, that very, very expensive game which is unleashed or just because no, a function more, of the recession? I think it's more yeah, a recession. Yeah. Right, so I, I guess it's a natural I think it's more everything. because the last movie didn't do so well. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't that Singapore wasn't it but I love the series the Clone Wars that's like so I'm not even sure if they can well they um, I was reading the blogs earlier today and I saw that they're gonna release a level for the game oh yeah DLC okay and some a free and then, not. <laughs> and then, like, some additional characters or costumes that you can put into the game. But I don't know if that's going to be enough because that's one of the things that uh, reviewers pointed out about the game that there's not enough variation, variation in the level design. Like, right. you had these fascinating powers, but in terms of what you could do in the environment. It was basically a beat em up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a button masher, I guess. So I was just hoping that. I don't know if this group can stick together and make a better one. Iterate over like the right. stuff that they learned, like get those bugs out right. and apply like a lot of bugs. because it's a because it's an interesting yeah. If you view like, it as a prototype for something better, then it's good maybe. But hopefully they make that something better. because they said like their approach to making the game was actually to build the engine first, yeah. right? Like the what do they call the engine? Havoc. The physics engine, and so it looks like they have a platform to make a better game, and And just hope they can use that investment to come up with an even better game. Right. True. True. I mean, you you brought up a certain topic that I actually want to discuss as well. Like, um, how has the economy actually affected the industry? I know we're digressing, but you know, while we're still there, because. 
Well, in my point of view, it hasn't <laughs> touched the video game industry at all. And yeah, compa- compared to Midway is... Yeah, yeah Midway, Midway is might, might close. Close. Yeah. Might be really? It's been that bad. They're, they're on probation because um, <laughs> there's apparently uh, there's some a rule that you your stock price has to stay on average at a dollar. And okay. I think right now they're at 22 cents. And <laughs> the major shareholder already yeah. sold his share so it's causing even more panic so it hasn't and affected yet but the price I, th- I think it has affected the next year's the games business like, <laughs> probably if you look at the price of Activision in EA uh, they weren't yeah. they're not that, they're not that high as they were pre pre-recession yeah. right I think EA is at half the stock price right now and I think the interesting thing there is some people were saying that it's surprising that uh, corporate uh, behemoth like EA, which is known for like just milking franchises and not coming up with really good uh-huh. stuff. Risky and came, oh, no, I was came, up, came up with good stuff this right, year. Exactly. Yeah. And then they end up not doing so well <laughs> economically. Right. Like, maybe, are they going to ditch this approach next right. year and like go back to the approach that made them more money so that could be but I was thinking yeah I was actually thinking about that topic for this podcast and I was thinking that on the other hand they were able to do that like mass produce games and not focus on the quality because it, it, it was a boom and they could hire a lot of people right. contract a lot of work so I don't know what their strategy is going to be to handle the economy or if they're going to de- add more games or are they going to focus on fewer games and a better portfolio of games. Right. So I don't know what the... But I think on the flip side, not looking at it from the eco- the economic standpoint, some people are saying that the bad economy is actually going to drive people to look for cheap distractions. Which is video games, I'll tell you who I think will do better because of all this. I think Nintendo will really do well because its main competitor, Sony and Microsoft, lose money for you know every unit they sold as opposed to Nintendo who actually made money. I'm not sure, so, but I think Microsoft is has already turned it around or... They've broken even, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but still... This, this, oh, well, Microsoft as a whole has a lot of cash, right? It might need all that game. cash for its main business. I don't know how the and 360... This, um, at the start of, on Black Friday, Microsoft really did a press release saying that they outsold PlayStations or Wii's 3, three to 1 on Black Friday offers. Oh, they, right. they, had, they had a lot of interesting um, bundles like you could get Guitar Hero 3 and I think Kung Fu Panda <laughs> in a bundle right. with the game price coming out to like 50 bucks for Kung Fu Panda and Guitar Hero 3 with the guitar. Nice. So I, th- I thought that was... A but the discounts this point. Black Friday were really big so I don't know if they made any money even though they, they probably sold a lot as mm-hmm. they said but I don't know if they made money out of those. But then yeah. every Xbox in every home is potential profit. For yeah, them. with so all the download of all subscription yeah. stuff. 
That's what they're hoping for. Yeah, but then, um, to your point earlier, Nintendo is going to do well, or are they going to perform better than... No, no, that's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perform better compared to... Relative to everyone right. else. Yeah, well, because, like, um, going to Imaginary's friend point as well earlier, that people are going to try to find cheap uh, ways oh. to distract themselves. To me, that is video games. It has always been video games, because unlike every other product, that I know of, at least, the price of video games have actually gone down. It hasn't. Mm. Inflation has never occurred in this industry, ever. In fact, I, I remember yeah, the most expensive that. game I ever paid for was Chrono Trigger, which was like $60 <laughs> in the day. And now six, people are complaining about $60 games. And publishers have addressed that, um, cutting down the price of $50 and all of that. And it's strange, because... You know, it's kind of like the industry has always been in recession artificially. Like, everybody just didn't want to jack up their prices. Everybody's just working. And they yeah. keep working for, you know, industry people aren't in a lucrative business, right? Not like businessmen and everything. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's doing well because it was never really all that capitalistic. Although, of course, now it is more than ever. But you know what I mean? It, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see the damage that the economy has done to the industry yet, probably. But, like, in reports, I, I remember Capcom, I think it was Capcom, reported a high this year in five years. It's, uh, their, I don't know, is it stock or, or something? Anyway, um, some companies are reporting good, yeah, good outcomes, despite the recession. So I'm actually not sure what to attribute yeah, that to. Those are Japanese companies, so... We, what do you mean? The, well, the, Ameri- yeah, the American economy was the first to get hit. We, nobody knows how far okay. this thing will go. But <laughs> right. hopefully it doesn't hurt Japan so much anymore. Because they've had a tough time. Yeah, I mean, they just got out of their recession. Yeah, right? yeah. Now they're going to go back again. So I'm not, I think one area that stands out to me that's going to be affected is going to be PC games. Because... Even before the recession, like some publishers were saying they didn't wanna do a PC version because piracy. It just yeah, it just costs <laughs> too much because of the piracy. Like it's easier to control the piracy on the console. On the console because it's a lot go harder go. to it's a lot harder for the average person to Pirate. modify their yeah. console to play those kinds of games. And it was one guy even talked about an interesting aspect that I hadn't thought about before. It was that on PCs, it's costing them not just because of the game, but also because of the tech support. Like, there's a, almost half or a third of the calls they get for their game. They have a feeling that it comes from people who didn't actually pay for the game. Ah, and it's costing them to pay for the tech support. Right. To maintain the game, and they they feel (laughs) and they feel like it's not worth it because maybe I'm not sure how big the PC market is compared to the console market, but some of them are saying it's not worth it anymore. So there, I think might be affected. And you were saying that sixty bucks, I think, might be that people are gonna pay attention more to the games that are even. Cheaper. cheaper. Right. So, and I think the interesting thing is, except for the Wii, uh-huh. I, I don't know if the Wii is really configured to take advantage of like DLCs and right. like smaller content. Both the PlayStation and the Xbox already have that 
platform set up to distribute content that's cheap. And it might be that people are going to move towards that, like... Well, sticking as we were. Haven't? Yeah, but then they don't have storage. That, which, to me, is a mad, huge problem. I think they were supposed to fix that. An external? How, but, like, Rock Band is supposed to allow DLC. Rock Band 2 right. supposedly fixed that DLC thing mm-hmm. for we'll the week. But I'm just thinking that maybe people are going to be sticking to... Because... Maybe there's a psychological barrier that you think about shelling out 60 bucks. It right. makes it gives you a pause. Like you think, how much, how many hours am I gonna get out of this game? Right. Uh, do I really? Am I really gonna like this game? Versus like you see a game and then you can try it out for like five bucks. Exactly. Or like with the music games, it's such an impulse thing that. You see this song that you like, and it's what 120 points, mm-hmm. and you can download it right away. I think people might be moving more towards that. Although the strange thing is that a lot of um, critics and developers are saying that there's just a psychological barrier, but these downloadable games should really be worth more than the price. But like. If you remember Braid, yes. how much did it sell for? Like fifteen bucks. Yeah, and then people were already saying that that's too, too much. Yeah. So I don't know how it's gonna play out, but maybe that's easier because because like recession, they're saying people are gonna stay at home more, like do stuff right. to entertain themselves. Maybe that's more impulse friendly right. that you can right. see a game on the marketplace and then get it for like a couple of dollars. So that's where I see it going, and then maybe. Maybe the bad thing is going to be like on the major games, like the $60 games. I don't know if you're going to see as much experimentation like with Mirror's Edge. Like right. If a big company is really going to invest on mirror, another Mirror's Edge type title that's uh, pushing the envelope right. versus like Rock Band 3 in yeah. Guitar Hero World Tour, uh, Guitar Hero 5, which... Has already been announced. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so it might be that they're going to stick to their guns and then you're going to see the experimentation on the low risk areas like downloadable content. Right. So that's what I think. Oh, definitely. I agree with that. And that's actually influences my choice for this Christmas, um, the whole DLC thing, really. Um, Rock Band 2, to me. Um, that's a game really. That I, I mean, you know, I, I'm a lot more practical, it seems, than you guys, and I choose the most expensive game for you guys <laughs> out there because that's really something I can't afford. I mean, then I'm just going to be completely honest about that. that. That does affect my purchasing choice. Most definitely, it's a $200 game. I want the whole set. Uh, it's as it's worth as much as the entry-level Xbox 360, for goodness sake. But yeah, I mean, um, regardless of price, regardless of accessibility, I think really, I don't know, uh, for me... Ribbon games have always been a natural um, game to play. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but to me, at least now, it's more apparent to me that I'm older. That music has always been an escape of sorts. And yeah, since it is recession, everybody's having a hard time, everybody's having a hard time getting money. You know, I find myself really listening to a lot of music just to distract myself, really. And it, it, I know, seriously, right? Because 
while yes playing mirror's edge i play mirror's edge i play a little bit of little big planet here and there it doesn't distract you as much it always comes back to the it always comes back to like ah i'm poor i don't have money but then when you're when you're singing say or you're playing the guitar and everything it's completely engrossing it's completely it, it captivates you to me at least and for me the longevity of this game is just insane because even until now to a two-year-old game like uh, Guitar Hero 2 is still entertaining me a whole lot because, again, the, the IP that they're selling here is not really the game, but the songs themselves. You, bu- you buy the game for the songs that come with the game. And to me, songs, more than games, are timeless. So if you have a classic Nirvana song or Metallica song or whatever in your playlist... It'll always be Nirvana. Yeah, it, 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 you, you, you play that same song a thousand times. It doesn't matter because that's just how the media medium is designed as, as compared to video games that people get sick of doing the same things. But when it's a song, then it's a completely different thing, right? So to me, I mean... And that, the downloadable stuff. Yeah, the downloadable stuff is... is yeah, it's like a no-brainer. Pretty much. Because... To me, the, those songs that cost like what two dollars each uh, is very close to the iTunes price yeah. point. Like you pay a buck for the song. I've mentioned this before, and a buck for the for the coding, for the programming of yeah. the actual notes, which to me is a huge, huge bargain. And you play this song what for hours and hours on end because, like, say my favorite song in Guitar Hero Three, which is um, the Dragon Force song <laughs> through the Fire and Flames, and play that song like easily fifty times. And it's like a seven-minute song, or what? Like, hello! It's that's ours and ours. That's like a whole game. That's like my whole experience on Mirror's Edge. Just there, right? I just played Mirror's Edge a few a few hours, and it was pretty it's much done. over. Right? I, not to say anything, I love Mirror's Edge and everything, but, you know, in terms of just the pure enjoyment and the pure, I don't know, um, the lifespan of this, 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 this product is insane. And it's another one of those things that I can basically bring to my girlfriend's place, Kind of like Smash Brothers, and four people mess around. Like, there's a six-year-old yeah. kid, there's a 26-year-old like me, and there are, like, adults playing the game as well, and enjoying having having a good time, laughing out loud and everything. Um, that, to me, is precious video game moments, because I'm not a multiplayer uh, player uh, myself, much like Imaginary Friend, but whenever those magical moments do come alive, then... Those are really cool, because I appreciate the gaming experience, the multiplayer gaming experience of, you know, going in the couch. Yeah. I'm not much of an online multiplayer yeah, exactly, guy, right? Exactly. I love the fact that you can punch somebody when you're pissed at them, or, like, scream at them, and they'll get distracted for just a second and kill them and ring them out, or something like that, right? That, to me, is, you know, priceless, and it can only happen with video games, not like, say, movies or music that you just have to shut up. Stop yeah. talking, please. Watch. I'm trying to watch, I'm trying to listen to my music, but a video game is like, oh, I just, just, you know, just uh, a lot of uh, trash talking, a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's just cool. And um, if, um, Imaginary Friend here has Rock Band 1, and what do you think? Do you think Rock Band 2 is a good purchase for this holiday season? I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of biased for the rock band story because it's supposed to be like they're portraying themselves as the real guys behind the guitar hero right. franchise and they're supposed to be um you call this um real musicians like part of the DLC 
are bands that are made up of some harm- harmonic staffers. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. And um, supposed to be like they do their notes better. And it just seems to me like the rock band guys are more the underdogs versus okay. like the franchise yeah. machine that's Activision. Activision but then again Harmonix is part of MTV which is like oh really? yeah and oh. but what I'm curious about is why you did this before in another episode yeah. like you put the two up against each other yeah. like world tour and rock band and right. you ended up um, nah. saying you're gonna stick with rock band and right. This is from the Dukhangi Mer perspective. Why pick a platform that doesn't let you make songs? Because right. wouldn't it be more practical? Like right now, you can go on what, what's the name of the store? Guitar Hero Tunes, I think, and okay. download songs, and that's free, I think. Yeah. I think so, so why not pick something like that? Plus, it has the. Plus, it has the, the better drum set. So, right. Agreed. Actually, if I had to make the purchase now, and mm-hmm. I didn't have Rock Band 1, mm-hmm. I, think, I think it would be harder for me. Like I wouldn't know if I'd stick with 2, because it's okay. an in- incremental thing. Right. As opposed to Guitar Hero, which mm-hmm. was a bigger leap. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, um, yeah, actually, it's somewhat diffuse as well my decision um i just really want a rhythm game quite honestly but mm-hmm. it seems of the two rock band seems to be the more um accessible one the more yeah, i mean exactly. you know it's the more stable one meaning if i want more songs which i do honestly I'll, i i i would um rather buy rock band too because it's pretty much uh, i don't know if it's the right term backwards compatible meaning mm-hmm. the songs from rock band one easily mm-hmm. transferred to rock band two for five bucks it's not free, but five oh. bucks isn't bad. Five bucks isn't bad. You have to buy something? Right. Uh, from no, no. It's a legality with the yeah. copyright that the songs are going to be used for a different game, but they only license the songs for the, for the first, first one. So they actually have to pay the... So you pay the extra five bucks? I think you... It's online, I yeah. think. Yeah, I saw it on the PSN store. It's right. like some... Um, I don't know what you call it, but yeah, five bucks. So it's downloadable. It's downloadable. Yeah, to yeah. free the song yeah, from the first game. Pretty much. So yeah, um, that and basically, I do want the guitar, the drum set of mm. Guitar Hero, but I heard that's also clunky. Like mm. the the hi hats don't really work or whatever. So you know, I'm I'm very scared of that, especially. I for think they released a fix for that. Like they oh, released yeah? some software that lets you calibrate right. the sensitivity, but okay. it's not. It's, you're using a map. I don't think they have a map oh, version yet. Well, that sucks. Well, I can use my PC at home. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I mean, you know, I just don't like that fact that there is some things that are untested. There's yeah. some things that are weird. And I mean, that's precisely <laughs> the reason why I have a Mac, right? I mean, it might not be the powerhouse that a PC is or whatever, but it just works. And for me, for some, a, cons- a more console gamer, and you know, I'm not. I don't like. PC games because the experience isn't always the same, Ooh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. everybody has a different rig, and you know your video card might be might not be compatible. So you know all that headache annoys me a lot. So um, it seems that you know my more practical side does come out in my console games, and I'd rather just buy the more stable platform. And in terms of yes, I do want a song creator, mm-hmm. but like even in Little Big Planet, I've I've had it for a few weeks. <laughs> 
I haven't started even <laughs> making my own level yet so because there's just so much stuff to do. And so, and I'm thinking, um, like Little Big Planet has the most intuitive creation tools yeah. already, supposedly, and they say that the Guitar Hero three creation tools are for professionals, pretty much. You have no idea what you're yeah. doing, and it's a lot harder than it looks. So it's, you don't really have to like make the songs yeah. because a lot of people are making the songs. Right. So basically, you just what grab uh, a normal song and just no, no. no I mean, things? I mean, having that feature doesn't mean you have to be the one making the songs. Oh right, to right. Take advantage of. Oh, the I feature. understand. Stick with little bit right. planet that you can play games uh, levels made by other people. Right. You can just like have that feature and. Just be leeching off other right. people's work. Understood. Actually, now that you mention it, it seems to me that's going to be also a problem because not a lot of people can, I guess, program the songs very well. I think what's happening right now is like a lot of the stuff there is are video game oriented. Like oh, a yeah. theme from Sonic. Oh, cool. Final Fantasy songs. But I also heard that it's getting policed. Like, the situation with, same as the situation with YouTube. Right. Some people post a clip from a show and then it gets taken down. Right. But Uh, with, like, Guitar Hero, once you've downloaded it, even if they take it down, you already have it. Right. I think the bigger, the bigger drawback for me is that although you can make the songs and, like, put in the tracks for the guitars and the drums and the bass, there's no vocal. So... That, maybe that's also the reason why it's skewed towards the video games because those, those right. songs are <laughs> mostly like instrumental tracks. So there, and really for me, it's it's simpler. The decisions, the 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 choice is simpler since I have Rock Band One. Right. So for me, what I would do is I would just get the Rock Band Two disc. Right. Exactly. And then. But get it for the songs and the tweaks that they made, like the no-fail mode right. and the interface and stuff like that. And then wait for the next generation. Like, supposedly, Harmonix is going to work on their own song creator, which supposed cool. to be is better. Yeah, I'm thinking too. So that's easier versus right now. Like, if I were a gamer that's about to just get into this, band genre and I had to pick between Rock Band 2 and World Tour. It's kind of tough. Maybe what you should do is get the original Rock Band bundle for like half the price or years. Actually, I've never thought of that. And then get the disc (laughs) and then wait for the next generation. That's interesting. That's interesting, actually. Maybe I could just get the old guitars and just get the new drums because the drums are mostly better. I don't know how the computations are going to... So yeah, we should have like a jamming session when eventually I do get it in five years. <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm going to get it, but yeah, okay. So we're actually approaching the 55-minute mark already, and we, uh-huh. we've still only covered our first topic. So can we move on, or yeah. do you guys still have something else? Okay, so next topic. Um, since the new year is approaching and everything, and with all this economic stuff happening mm-hmm. and everything... All this taken into account, what do you guys wish would happen in the new year for the industry? Or what would, you know, I mean, basically, what would you want to see happen? Whether it's a new Mario, whether it's a new IP, whether or not the new Metal Gear really is coming on the Xbox and all of that, whether or not 
the PlayStation will win over the Xbox 360 and all that shit. All of that. What's that one thing you want to happen next year that will make you a very happy gamer? Whatever it is, as, you know, astronomical as it might be, like, the abolishment of piracy or whatever. <laughs> you know, basically your New Year's wish for the industry. Um, well, for me, we, uh, go ahead. not industry. It's, it comes back to my, my roots, my <laughs> core. At the core, I am um, a Square fan. And I wish, ah, 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 yes, yes, you are. <laughs> I wish Square would figure out what it is and just do that. Basically, one game I want to see from them is uh, Final Fantasy VI redone, remade, remade in modern style. And I don't know if you, the Final Fantasy thirteen trailer they released so last year I think it's not really, doesn't really seem like it's going to. I hope they figure out what they are doing. They have an identity crisis over there, and I hope they get it fixed and make good games again. Yeah, I'm not even sure if <laughs> who among the people who made the Square games. I don't think they're there anymore. <laughs> Hironobu Sakaguchi left. Everyone left. Yeah. Well, fine, Hironobu Sakaguchi left and he made what? Um, Blue Dragon? Was yeah. it even... Maybe would that make you happy? I think, right? I think Lost Odyssey... Was it wasn't anyone... Okay. Right? But it wasn't, right? Was it? I don't know. I, I wanted to try it out but yeah. I never ended up buying it. I mean, it, I, it had like... He scored like 70-something right. on Metacritic. Right. I think the problem with like I don't know if this is a overgeneralization, but I seem to not see a lot of new thinking from Japanese developers. Yeah, agree, definitely. I agree with that. But seems like maybe I was gonna say, but maybe it's gonna change because like Square is setting up offices outside of Japan. Oh yeah, again, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think they're taking in more influences. Lately, like going with the Unreal Engine mm. for really? last oh, time. Oh, no, last remnants in yeah, Unreal. No, wow. Unreal Engine. So that supposedly is gonna make it easier for them to make a PC version. Okay, I see. Like right now, I mean, at the start of this generation, I was favoring the PlayStation because I wanted to play the next Final Fantasy, and then by the point that. They said it's gonna come out on Xbox 360. It wasn't. It's not even a big factor for me anymore mm-hmm. in that debate in the PS3 versus 360. Right. And like, what other new games? Like, there's this new game that's kind of like Devil May Cry, but okay. the female character. Yeah, um, Bayonetta. Bayonetta. I yeah. Think. And maybe they're doing a little bit more with RE5 with a co-op. Right. But I'm not. Like the new ideas on how to do games and like what games can do for people, like the big planet. Maybe the only exception is like what Nintendo did with the Wii. Like they took a huge gamble. But what they're doing with the platform in terms of like getting developers to work work on it and take advantage of the Wii, it hasn't been that. Yeah, this yeah. changed the world. So it's kind of related to, to my wish. Okay. Which people are saying right now that since consoles are doing well, like they were thinking before that there's only one room, like room for one console, sorry. Like 
PlayStation 1, that generation, or PS2, and then the Dreamcast got wiped out. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry to the <laughs> I'm not a fanboy, but I know. <laughs> but now, supposed to be, it looks like there's room for enough. Like, okay. It seems silly to be a fanboy in the morning. There are people who can afford it, who actually have all three, or right. have a Wii, and have Something know, else. a PSP or a 360. And the 360 is supposed to be selling well, uh-huh. and then the PSP is sort of turning things around right. after their bad start, right? And they're saying that since everything's going so well for everyone, this might be a generation that's longer and not focused on like making the next like the next Xbox or the next PlayStation. Oh. And I think you can already see that like the three sixty is iterating, right? They're replacing the chips. Right. And then the PlayStation portables are getting better, but it's still the same platform. Right. The DSI is a slight improvement. So I hope that what happens is this generation lasts longer or right. as long as the PS2 has been around right. and we get to see people getting so familiar with the platform that we're going to go beyond like the bells and whistles like right. that this new generation can do better graphics and at the start you get the crap like with every generation that is just better graphics but the gameplay basically sucks right. like people don't know what to do with it other than put in better cutscenes or have a better model for the character and that you actually play the generation out long enough, like we're seeing now, that you're getting focused on aspects of gameplay that we haven't really appreciated before, mm-hmm. to the point that we're also revisiting mm-hmm. classics, like right. what you talked about with Mega Man, right. and Braid is a platformer, but it's getting pre- analyzed more critically and bringing out stuff about games that we didn't think about before. Right. And also, like, with Little Big Planet. The only thing is, it's supposed to be good for everyone because it costs more to develop a new console for everyone. And you, you take a loss at the start right. to get the platform established. So right. it's supposed to be it's good for the companies. And it's supposed to be good for the consumers because you don't buy a new console or you don't need a new high-def television anymore. I'm just not sure if the market is rewarding innovation. (laughs) Like, Little Big Planet was so hyped up, but I don't think they're selling as well. And, like, Braid, people were complaining about that. So I don't know if there's going to be a large incentive from the producers. Ah, to the producers from the consumers to push those games out. But it's really interesting to see what games can become now with the technology. So I hope that there's stability and then a lot of focus on the core aspects of the game to produce better games. Come to think of it, I I I'm not sure if I'm correct, but early in the life of the PS2, Mm -hmm. people were already, there's already some buzz about the PS3, Mm -hmm. which... You don't seem to get like there's no. nobody's actually talking about the PS4. I think because yeah. their long-term plan is to make it a ten-year plan. Yeah, right? so I think yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, interesting. This might really maybe it will really become finally uh, right. finally oh, the, 
the oh, ten-year console <laughs> generation. Well, maybe. I, actually, it's uh, it's interesting. But the Wii. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's actually my wish. It, it, it actually transitions quite well to what I was going to say. Uh, while you were, uh, while Luke was a little bit more personal with your choice, and um, Imaginary Friend was a little more aspirational for the industry, mine's more experimental, quite honestly. Uh, my wish is sort of that Nintendo releases their next generation system. And just yeah. see how that works. Yeah. Just see what happens when Nintendo becomes a little bit more devious, a little bit more non-friendly with their competition. Because they've always been that for, for the past years. Um, which, I guess, reached its apex with the Wii. That, that basically they were just all playing it safe, but it was a correct experiment. Mm, um, as yeah. opposed to the GameCube and everything. That they were basically you know playing around with the thought that Oh no, we don't need all that stuff. Oh, we only need first party stuff and all that, all that crazy shit. Suddenly, pay dividends with the Wii, and now I just want them to make the better Wii. Not yes, exactly. <laughs> what if they became more business minded? What if they became a little bit more greedy, or not greedy, but smarter, smart businessmen? Because they are making a lot of money with the DS and the Wii combined. And it's recession, so you're sure that Sony and, and Microsoft won't really do anything. What if they do release that next generation system? Far cheaper than the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 but back on, then. But on par with 360 and the... Yes, yeah, or even what incrementally. What are you exactly I'm, looking for? Like, uh, sort of a it's hybrid a, between like the PSC type... Graphic. No, not really. It's more like just a more powerful Wii. Yeah, it's because the same. Always the complaint with yeah. the Wii is that they, like when they did the Force Unleashed, least they had to group it with the PSP and the DS because of the, the lack of power in the uh, Wii, as opposed to the 360 and the PS3, which had its own developers. This right. one had to be done with the weak ones. So. Right. But it's a it's a console. It's not a handheld. So maybe it should. Be. They should come up with a more robust hardware. <laughs> no, right? Because the, all the complaints of the Wii is that it doesn't have third-party support and all of that. What if they open their doors to that and basically like, give developers what they want and see what happens yeah. afterwards, right? Maybe Nintendo will just mow down the competition and just kill the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox Series game altogether and just get all these developers. I, I really don't know. I mean, that's why it's a little bit more experimental. Just, you know... Just to satisfy my, my curios- curiosity about the whole situation. They, they had a good year last year. Last year, they were the... They became the second biggest company, I think, in Japan. Japan. Are you serious? Yeah. Next to? Toyota. Next to? <laughs> so, I mean, they're really... I don't know, but I think they even went up for a few days and above the other, but I'm not sure about that. Really? Okay. But they, they, they did have a good year early, yeah. earlier this year before the whole... Recession thing. I don't know now, but you'd think during that time they did start planning about cap- uh, capitalizing on their newfound success of their idea. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, and I don't think they can afford not. Yeah, with I said earlier about the ten year. Yeah. Said about talked about it, but except I'm oh, sorry, but <laughs> we'll bleep that out. <laughs> but. Yeah, the we can't afford that. I think. Like, what do you mean you can't? Ah, uh, you can't they afford. Need, they yeah. need to iterate. Uh, I mean, come out with a new yeah. system immediately. I mean, before the yeah, others, sometime right? in the future. Because it seems like 
it's kind of uh, an experiment, really. It's a cheap platform. We, we didn't want to risk a lot with this, just the idea. Meaning they didn't want to sell out the loss, like PS3 and the Xbox 360 and everything. So they kind of played it safe in those aspects. That they wanted to kind of come out with something with innovative controls. And it worked. And it worked. So what's going to happen when they actually say, Okay, then now we can actually enter the, the big guns. We can actually uh, entice all these developers to make super, super huge HD content for us and blah, 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 blah. It's just interesting. I mean, you know, just to basically, you know, I don't know, it surprises in a different way, Nintendo. I mean, you surprise us with the Wii, and all those naysayers were basically silenced. And now you're in a prime place to actually really destroy competition, right? Not that you already are not, because you are, and... I don't know what you're doing. Honestly, yeah. Except for, no, you deserve it's sort of plateauing. It's sort of plateauing for hardcore, right? Yeah. But then they're still doing a hell of a lot. They're doing very, very well. Like even a game like Mario Kart is still in the top sellers of all systems, right? And I didn't even really like that game. You know, it's weird. And Wii Play is still there. I don't even have Wii Play. Who does have Wii Play of, of, amongst us? Uh, so you know, it's just gonna be interesting. The opportunity that they have, I don't. See the need for like for like better right. technology. Like right. if they have a Wii that can do 1080, mm-hmm. but like do graphics as like Gears of War level versus like Mario Galaxy or uh, Metroid. But I think where they're not capitalizing right now is bringing because I think where they were successful was that they brought games to the mainstream again, whereas with the evolution of, like, the PlayStation and the Xbox, they were trying to please more of the hardcore gamers, like, giving them the better graphics Mm. and stuff like that. But with the Wii, they brought it back to the mainstream. Like, they made it fun for people who don't play games. But I think what they can bring to those people, like, what they can introduce to those people that... Those people aren't aware of that much yet. Is the social aspect of gaming like the Wii of the three consoles? I think it has the crappiest online, like starting with the friend code system, which is stupid. So, if you can get more people online, I think that's an aspect that they can extend into. And I'm not even sure if that needs new hardware or if it's just like. New firmware, right. and they have people who go online, like with Animal Crossing. I think that's that has yeah. an online component. So maybe there, there's stuff that people can be doing online that Nintendo can be better at compared to like PlayStation Home and Xbox 360 avatars mm-hmm. that they're not doing. Because right. right. they have a broader market, I think. Yeah. Like, so their their thing is to bring this broad market of casual gamers into the, the world of hardcore, space, right? <laughs> right, right. Make them hardcore and like, make what's more money. The equivalent of that, like <laughs> they dumb or not dumb, they simplified the controls uh-huh. so that it would be intuitive for someone to like swing a tennis racket or play bowling. What's the equivalent of like the gamer tag and the uh, Xbox Marketplace and stuff like that, like multiplayer online co-op, 
for the casual market. Well, maybe the reason why they're not doing that is because, yeah, basically they created this niche already that nobody can touch at all. That may be doing things the way yeah. placed Sony yeah, or Microsoft is doing. I don't might see that they'll do it head on. Right, right. But maybe there's like a Nintendo perspective on what can be done right. there. Right, right. That we're not seeing even. Yeah. Because I think it's this interconnectedness, like, bandwidth improving worldwide. Yeah. You can do more stuff online now. I think the minds of Nintendo can come <laughs> up with something yeah. that we can do with that. Yeah, maybe they... Casual and brings it again to the mm. non-gamer. Right. Yeah, maybe they can do that. Yes, friend codes aren't really... Yeah, it's stupid. Really. <laughs> I've never used it. I've never used a friend code ever. So yeah, it's weird because you know, um, for other companies, you know, Nintendo would have really taken advantage of it, but I guess they don't find a need to because they're doing so well. Quite mm. honestly, right? But like, I'm not sure about PlayStation Three, but it looks like Xbox is really making a push to take some of that we market right. away because like they're pushing the arcade bundle mm-hmm. which I think I don't know if it's in all places but at least in some places is cheaper than a Wii right. and they come with games that are for casual players like Lips right. and they up the they up the storage mm-hmm. it used to be 128 MB now it's 256 I think. <laughs> and that enables you to save games or something yeah. I don't know and they have the Wii we like Xboxes. We like yeah. avatars. Plus, you can play those rock band games and Guitar Hero on mm-hmm. Xbox 360. And you've got the Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're pushing into like the non-gamer market pretty mm-hmm. aggressively from what I see. So I don't know what Nintendo comes up. Interesting. They should think of something fast. Well, Microsoft is yeah, exactly. Well, they're distracted. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but then Microsoft has a lot of cash, so that's <laughs> <laughs> it. Depends on how it, they can use it at their will. <laughs> yeah, that's always a wrench in the cogs or something, right? They, they can just basically but, kill yeah, them off. But yeah, they're distracted right now, so this is why are they <laughs> distracted? <laughs> Exactly. Because Bill Gates... Well, they, they have their OS problems, they have their <laughs> yeah, online problems. I think they're buying... Yeah, they want to buy Yahoo's online oh, yeah? business. Or, so, you know, oh, they're, really? they're, they're not focused on that. I don't know how much focus they have on their game. The game. I don't think it's a... When you look at the business news, it's hardly meant... Microsoft's other problems are more highlighted than... I think the game. problem with, like... The problem I see for, like, Microsoft is that... They're very... I don't think they've been... Although they, they've showed signs of it, I don't think they've been as successful like outside of the U.S. market. I think they know the U.S. market very well and they're able to use that against PlayStation. Right. But in terms of like make, giving a reason to non-U.S. gamers, especially the Japanese market, although I don't know that like with the current economic situation if penetrating that market is significant mm-hmm. to them anymore but they haven't been able to reach that group that much because they're really Nintendo and PlayStation loyalists with right. like the 
Nintendo core franchise games and Metal Gear Solid right. and Final Fantasy still isn't going to be on 360 in Japan. But right. there, there's a game that drove sales, uh, Infinite Undiscovery. I think. Right, right, yes. So they're sort of getting there, and I heard that like Harmonix oh, is looking at, me at the gates. Um, <laughs> incorporating Japanese uh. songs. Oh, the rock cool. band market for Japan. Right, right. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe Microsoft is moving oh. more. Than uh, it's Nintendo. an octopus. It's so big. <laughs> maybe even a little push from one of its tentacles is so big already <laughs> compared to the full market of Nintendo. Actually, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> that's why I sort of like. That's why I want Nintendo to do something because it's scary, right? Because I don't know. Sony's doing badly, but. Yeah, but Tell me right now has so many problems. It's not even funny. Yeah, because you're the Sony fanboy, aren't you, Luke? <laughs> What's happened to Sony? Why? But but good thing is uh, we're supporting it right now. Well, I am at least. I don't know about you, but yeah. So, is it going to be a good Christmas for gamers? You guys think? How, how does it compare? Does the economy really hurt it? Or well, let me remember what what were the big games for two thousand Christmas, especially last year, year. Yeah, last yeah. year. Oh, sorry, yeah. two thousand ten. Yeah, basically, Halo Three came out, Halo Orange Box came out, Assassin's Creed, COD Four, Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy. Yeah. Of course, I'm, I'm only talking about the Xbox or them. I don't know, would you consider Heavenly Sword a good uh, thing? Because I remember that a lot of people were saying that 2007 Christmas was... Well, I mean, 2007 as a whole was the best year for gaming ever. Be, judging solely on the number of AAA titles that came out. But quite honestly, I think uh, this, this year harps it. I mean, definitely kills it even more because... Why? I don't know, there's just too many. Too many, too many, <laughs> too many. It's just insane. I can't keep up at all. And, you know, I- I'm finding myself really just throwing away some games because I have no funds, especially for the DS. I forget the last game I bought. I think it was Professor Layden. And then so many other games have come out already. Um, Castlevania, New Order of Ecclesia just came out. Um, what's that? I forgot the new game that just came... Well, maybe that was it. There are some other games, like um, The World Ends With You... Uh, on the DS as well. But I don't think a lot of the games that were hyped this year fully met the hype when right. they actually came up. Right. Like some people don't like Fallout. Some people do. Right. And I was just reading reviews of Prince of Persia. The new and, Prince of Persia. Yeah, yeah, the new one. And they were saying that it's innovative. But... What? It's a little short, like right. some were saying, easy. I don't know if, if what's happening is that people are actually getting spoiled. <laughs> they're, they're nitpicking. Yeah. But, I don't know, maybe what, what it looks like to me is that we're actually starting to go in the direction and maybe the foundations are starting with the blockbusters this year. Right. And maybe people are going to take that and perfect it when next year is actually when we're going to have those mm-hmm. games that we're going to remember right. for the console. Which is kind of strange, too, because um, you brought up a good point, and I sort of want to, um, what do you call this, I'll expound on that, that games really right now 
they're beautiful. Everything mm-hmm. looks beautiful, and that's what we see on blogs, we see on magazines and everything, we see on videos. Yeah. And we basically use those footage as the basis of whether or not we're going to buy it or yeah. not, right? Uh, but then what usually happens is that in terms of gameplay, all mm-hmm. these games just fall apart. That, you know, um, mm-hmm. in terms of Mirror's Edge, everybody says the combat is broken. Now Prince of Persia is too easy mm-hmm. and all of that. And Years of War, while a massive improvement graphically and all of that over the first one, it still plays the same. So it seems that so many, uh, all these companies right now, all these developers are investing too much time on all these asset things that they forget the whole point of video games, which to me is gameplay, really. I mean, there's nothing new. Or there are some little gems in it, like, say, Mirror's Edge or Little Big Planet, but it seems that the refinement they give graphics, the refinement they give sound and all of that, isn't really, you know, they don't invest that in gameplay as much, it seems. Like, you have, like, hundreds of people basically doing the art or whatever. You outsource to so many countries that do all your art and everything, and then suddenly your gameplay is just pretty much the same. You add a little bit of... it's kind of harder because gameplay is soft, whereas okay. like right. the Chinese stuff is really <laughs> just pushing the hardware, like, you know, better algorithms. It's straightforward, right? Like, you want to squeeze better resolution out of it, whereas gameplay is, like, subjective. Like, right. it's a creative process that you want to think of level design. It's not really... Hard stuff, and maybe the deadline's a factor, or maybe it's like the hype that gameplay doesn't really translate well into pre-game hype. But maybe next, this coming crunch is actually going to be good for gameplay because gameplay doesn't cost. You know? Right, right. So maybe people are going to be more innovative within the financial constraints, but. As a sort of counterpoint to what you were saying about gameplay, the, the interesting thing I'm seeing right now, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, is that people, maybe it's uh, an effect of game makers trying to broaden their market, but a lot of these games, if you want to look at it as dumbing down, are becoming more friendly to non, non-gamers. non right. like An example would be Fable. Okay. And like Prince of Persia now has that light thing, right. like that fable. Like and in Mirror's thing. Edge, you have that those red stuff. Right. So may, maybe it's a good thing. I haven't actually played a lot of the, these <laughs> new non-hardcore games. Right. Like I'm used to like getting the jumps right, having like a f- set number of hearts or lives, and the new Prince of Persia doesn't let you die at all. Right. So I don't know if it's a good thing or it is making games too easy and unappealing, but that seems to be a trend. Right. So, I don't know. Some people are saying it's good that they can finally appreciate this genre that used to be like hardcore, like fable. People are saying they appreciate RPGs now because it's not as um, intimidating to try the game because it's been reimagined or reset up so that new players can come in. So that seems to be a trend. I don't know if you guys like that, that the new Prince of Persia, you won't die. And then people are saying, it's, one point of view is that it's useless to kill people because it comes from the mind, the arcade mindset. Right. And if you let, if you make the game hard and kill them more times, 
they're gonna put in more quarters and make right. more money, and it doesn't make sense now because they just buy the game and it's theirs. Right. So I don't know what you guys think about that. Well, that's interesting. The whole point about everything being more casual, yeah. um, more appealing to casual, because. I know you, Luke, of all of us, have sort of deviated away from video games more than anybody else. I mean, I basically went into the industry, and you're just basically forgetting about the industry as a whole. So, what do you think? Are, are the steps that developers and publishers taking in recent memory this year enough to convince you to sort of go back? Or is it just another one of those distractions for right you? now, for me, it's still... I don't think it's still there. Maybe uh-huh. if they... The the closest I got to um, uh, to video game really this year was well last year was buying the Wii <laughs> because of the promise of all this wow you know yeah. new level of gaming but yeah well, <laughs> it didn't it's, I still really look waiting for it to wow me I mean Zelda was like the wow. That was, but that was last year. <laughs> <laughs> two years ago, I think, oh, yeah, in fact. Two years ago. So, yeah, the whole, maybe when, if Nintendo or the, the Japanese may figure out, mm-hmm. and Nintendo comes up with a new better system and it gets developers working on it, maybe. Just uh, maybe? Really? <laughs> maybe. Well, I don't know. I, they, they haven't done it yet. So, uh, apparently, you know, the whole this casual thing is really a trend. It will help. You think at least it will help. Or no, is this not what you're looking for? Like, do you want the same games that you played before, but, like, for example, would you have wanted them to do Prince of Persia 3D? Right. Or Prince of Persia with Xbox 360 graphics versus, like, what they did now was they changed the art style completely... And they changed the gameplay mechanic. Like before, you on the PC you'd fall into a pit of spikes. <laughs> now you you have this sidekick that basically makes you invulnerable. Uh, but it depends. If the point is just for so that so that it's more PG thirteen, then no. But I mean, the point of the whole argument about not the, there's no point to really dying in a game. Uh, I see. I see where they're coming from, and they they tried with a sidekick to uh, to go around that cre- a little more creatively than just being invulnerable and then responding where where you last. <laughs> so, so in a way that, uh, but as long for me, the, as long as it's not just so that there's no death, blood, and, and all that, then fine. Yeah, that's. That's not the, the just to not that let that happen. That's not a good reason for me. But I, I, I can see where they're coming from, and I'm okay with it. Because yeah, I'm concerned, right? The, um, it, the, you don't see this happening to people. Like basically, we all watch TV when we were kids. We all listen to music. We all yeah. read books and all of that. But then, is the playing of video games uh, something that's extra? It's is it not? like, one of these media types? Because you were a pretty hardcore game back in the day, and then now, suddenly, you just left it. But you still watch TV, you still listen to music, yeah, and you still read books, right? Which is kind of strange. So, is video games not go, you know, not maturing, not developing in the right ways that you actually leave it alone? Not that you really did, but it, mm. it disappoints you, right? I mean, is there not enough diversity in the choices 
and all of that. Because, of course, reading movies and all of that, very, very diverse, more than video games, I think. So what is the industry doing wrong, I suppose? That will make you happy, because I'm sad, I'm sad that we're losing a gamer, and that shouldn't happen, right? You should still keep playing. I mean, I'm not saying that you should play all the time, I'm just saying that, you know, you shouldn't be disheartened or whatever. I don't know. Like, what's gonna put video games on the same level? Well, for me, yeah, pretty much. Watching a movie every now and then. Uh, pretty much. Picking, well, for uh, me personally, I'd like better stories. I mean, I was really considering buying the whole Force Unleashed thing because that's what I saw on YouTube and the comics. But when I learned that, oh yeah, it's not, it's not so nice. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I didn't. Okay, I just stick to the the. The 60-minute cutscenes download from YouTube. Right, right, I mean, right. That, that's good enough for me. But I would have wanted to be to play that. But if it's not good, then I just stick to watching. Right. So better stories for me. Better at least that. Sure, maybe. Ah, sorry. Maybe like aside <laughs> from that, better stories. And then Love gameplay. It. I mean, it's all abstract gameplay. And right, all right. That. But. Um, better stories. Better stories. I like stories. But, you know, wouldn't making better stories be kind of strange? Because that would mean just buy a book. If you want stories, buy a book. Well, no. But that's what what I'm looking for. For video games. In video games, at least. That's why I'm into RPGs. For someone who... I'm not sure if I'm assuming wrong, but I think you stop because it's... It takes up a lot of time, and maybe because you. Yeah, but I play si- one month games <laughs> on the civilization. But the thing is, when I, uh, it's, I don't do it in one sitting. Right. So that's why it takes me a month to finish games, and I like it. Yeah. Because I come back later on, and then it's, I just continue from there. Right. So same thing with stories, you stop. That's why, that's basically why I. Play RPGs. Right. I think the problem that I see is like compared to other media, like look at books, including comics, like music and movies. The the medium, like the breadth of the medium and how it's applied, pretty diverse. And like video games, it seems to be not as diverse like the stories are kind of the same or like the protagonists are tend to be defined by the genre mm-hmm. like and like a simple example is like most of the time there's a woman there she's gonna have big breasts <laughs> and it's not like movies for example <laughs> that cater to right. different tastes like right. you have your horror genre and you have like, it's reached a level that there are indie films and there are films that certain people can take. Right now, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's too genre-based, I think. And there's nothing that's transcendent in the video game scene. Mm. I, I, I actually wouldn't quite agree. I guess it hasn't really reached that maturity yet. It's mostly gamers making games for other gamers. Right. And it tends... That's what I also see right now that might be stifling in the creativity that games tend to be 
aggregates or like combinations of games right. that the person making the game likes. Like for example, Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a lot of like production interviews, like game trailers, interviewed the people behind the game. And one of the main designers, I think, was openly talking about like how he was influenced by the art style of Final Fantasy and how they wanted to incorporate the rhythm, the rhythm aspect of rhythm games in a non-rhythm rhythm game. game. <laughs> so that's why it ended up being like that right now. Right. Right. It's about just getting the jumps timed right and you don't actually fall or die right. because it's it maintains the rhythm and right. they want you to get into that mode. So it's... I think it's good in a way that good things get transferred from game to game. But I think what it needs is also like some outsiders to shake things up and have right. a different point of view that they have a justifiable opinion on why this thing shouldn't be this way. Like It would be interesting if someone actually reacts and thus go back to like those hard platformers. Right. Like I guess what they did with Mega Man. Right. And have a different point of view instead of like having a game that incorporates like what was good in God of War and then taking the cover mechanic from Gears and then basically just doing a mashup. Right. Mm. Concepts. Because <laughs> <laughs> interestingly enough, I think as a media, the video game industry is much more difficult to access. As the and game it's game. justifiable because like video games compared to those other things are just starting out. Right? right. It's like a 30, 30, give or take, year industry for now. So that's why I wanted, in in my wish section, yeah. I said I wanted it. So that, that way, these good ideas can be focused on and can ferment and improve. And now suddenly, I want your wish too. <laughs> because I really do want the industry to move forward as well in terms of what it really is. Maybe, you know, everything's sort of coming out together. Like, like, video games should have the identity that you want Square Enix to have. Like, what does it really want to be or whatever? Because it's this whole mix of capitalism, consumerism, and still being the artistic form that some people want it to be and all of that. Maybe it's all a mashup of that. There you go. There you go. So, cool, cool. Um, at, do you guys want to say anything else? Any more topics you want to talk about before we end the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> You're good, Luke, and imaginary friend. Anything else? Yeah, I think we should save some stuff for the other episodes. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. So, sure, can I count on you guys to be on more feature episodes, or you can do this more regularly? Yeah. It was definitely a lot more enriching. Hopefully you guys agree. Yep, yep, Than yep. previous episodes. A little messy, definitely, you know, but we'll find our groove um, in the future. So, uh, I guess on behalf of Luke and Imaginary Friend, I would like to bid you guys an early Merry Christmas. And hopefully you guys think it is going to be a very, very good year for video games, because I definitely think it does. So, any fi- parting words, guys? Uh, Luke? Uh, keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> Imaginary Friend... Sponsors. <laughs> We're looking for sponsors. <laughs> Alright, cool. That does it for the Pong Gamer episode 9. So, take it easy, guys. Thanks, and goodbye. Thanks.